with all of you. Thank you, Pastor Bushnell, for allowing us this opportunity. Amen. I'm going to try to cut this 10 minutes as close to 10 minutes as I possibly can. But I want to start by reading in Joshua chapter 2 and verses 1. I have quite a lengthy text, so if you'll just bear with me tonight. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent out two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of the prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told about this and, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered into your house because they have come to spy out our whole land. But the woman had taken these two men and hidden them. And she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were where they had come from and at dusk when it was time to close the city gate they left I don't know which way they went but go after them quickly you may catch up with them but she had taken them to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof And so the men sent out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of Jordan and as soon as the pursuers had gone the gate was shut And from that text, I want to derive at my point tonight, your purpose. It's very simple, very, very elementary, not very in-depth, not not going more, much more deeper than the surface tonight, but simply your purpose. God, we thank you for tonight. God, we thank you for everything that you've done in this service so far. Lord, your presence is miraculous. God, you are so great. You're so powerful. You're so mighty, God, and I am so undeserving of how great you really are to me. But God, I thank you, and I want to worship you tonight, Jesus. I pray that your word will not fall on deaf ears tonight, God. But I pray, God, that you will open us, allow us to open up the windows of heaven, as Brother Ken said earlier. And I ask you, God, that you will allow us, God, to present ourselves in such a way to receive your word. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. When I read the story of Rahab and I begin to study through it, and and I know that we've all heard the story several times, so I'm not going to go any more into the story in depth in it tonight. But although it's a very simple story and we all kind of know the ins and outs of it, there is never really, there's, there's not another story biblically that is a it's never too late kind of theme. We always say, well, if you haven't done it by this age, then you'll probably never do that. Or if you never accomplished it by this stage in your life, then you probably won't accomplish that particular thing. And although it's true in some aspects of life, Rahab is, a, is an exact replica, a mold, if you will, that it is truly never too late. From the excerpt, we can see that she made a transition from literally one end of the spectrum to the other. And it's obvious that there was a drastic change in her life, yes, and we may not know at what point in her life that the change occurred, and we may not know the cause for her change or even her reasoning. 
Was it the rumors of the Israelites marching towards Jericho? And was it the rumors or, or all of the things that they have accomplished through this God that they serve? Was it to save her family? Or maybe it was simply something she felt in her spirit. But regardless, there was a change that shifted Rahab's life forever. But my question to you is this. Does it really matter what caused the change? In my eyes, not, not really. It doesn't matter what caused her change. All that matters is that there was a change in her positioning, in her viewpoint, in the way she looked at things, in the way she talked to people. In her whole entire life, there was a drastic change at this point in these scriptures. So with all of that being said, I want to present to you a very simple, very quick, very elementary, yet profound fact that there was simply a change in her life. Despite the things that she had previously done or the sin that she was currently living in and, and the life that she chose to pursue for herself at an early age, she came to some sort of realization within herself that there had to be something more than the life that she was currently living. Otherwise, she would have never, one, taken in the Israelites, the strangers, complete strangers, but I can only imagine as they begin to knock at her door, I feel like that's when the change started to take place. I believe that's when something began to move into her spirit, into her soul. God was preparing an open door for his people and she had to be standing in the middle. She would have never even lied for people that she never knew. If she hadn't had this change in her life, if something hadn't taken place in her life, she would have never lied for two complete strangers that could have ultimately killed her if the king had found out she was housing these spies and much less lied about housing them. And even at the end, helping them escape out of the city and saying, I'll hang a cord on the end of my roof so that you'll know where we live, where we abide, so that you'll know to keep us safe, to protect us, to watch over us. She was willing to go this extra step in her life and in her faith, despite her current situation, because she knew there had to be something more. What I find most interesting isn't necessarily that she changed, although the change was quite miraculous and the change was something to be noted but more or less because she changed the army of Israel was victorious because of her one decision to make a change in her life because of this one movement that she made in her life that would completely change the course of history literally forever as they begin to take housing in her in, in her uh, on her roof underneath the flax and I can imagine the guards riding around the roof and, and in search and they're just sitting there and she's she's hiding them and she said it's not safe to come out yet just wait but because of every single action and every single movement that she made in her house for those visitors, for those strangers at that time, it allowed God's army to be victorious. Their whole victory was hinged upon one person's ability to realize that there was more to life. From a harlot to a hero, she was the key to their victory. 
And tonight I simply want to present to you the fact that you too, us, we have the ability, if you haven't already, to realize that you have a purpose. That you don't have to know exactly what it is and you don't have to be 100% sure how you're going to make it to that purpose or how you're going to change your life or how everything is really going to work out or how you can even really make a difference in this crazy messed up world that we're in. But all that we have to know is that you still have a purpose. When you feel empty and you feel depleted and you feel like there's nothing left to give and you feel like I'm just doing this that and the other but I still don't feel like I'm whole there's something else there's something more there's something deeper there's something I must I must indulge myself in and may I tell you that purpose is here that purpose is in the presence of God feeling longing hoping worshiping knowing that God is there for you just let me touch him one more time Satisfaction with the status quo is, although it's an option, it's still less satisfying and less rewarding, especially spiritually. It's less satisfying and it's less rewarding, especially spiritually. Definitiveness of purpose is the starting point of all achievement. Knowing that without a shadow of a doubt, knowing that beyond all else and despite the things that I may face and despite what my peers or my elders or what this new generation is trying to move us into, despite all of that, I still have a purpose in God's plan. In the middle of all the mega churches and in the midst of all these big, huge movements, I still have a purpose. I don't want to get lost in, in all of this stuff that's going on in my life or in my world or in my surroundings God allow me to realize and to know and to never forget that you have a a cut out purpose just for me just for my life just for my family God let me find my purpose I have a, a belief beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has a purpose for each and every person in this building. And it is our job, as Brother Ken said, for us to open up the window to begin to search and allow God to pour into our lives and to understand that we must find that purpose for our life. And when you realize that you have that purpose or that potential Just as Rahab, there's no telling the things that can happen. There's no telling the people that you could save because of your decision. There's no telling the things that you could face in your life and the things that that you begin to speak that you don't even really think about, but you're talking to a stranger. And you may not understand, but they're on the verge of suicide and and God begins to speak to you. You just begin to to maybe not witness to them, but you just begin to talk to them and you begin to express things that have happened to you in your life and, and you just begin to reach out a helping hand and say, look, I don't know you, I don't know the things you're going through, but I just feel like I need to talk 
talk to you or, or maybe it's a stranger on the side of a street and you just begin to, just to talk to them and to conversate with them and, and you don't know the thing that you have saved them from and, and you don't know the things that you have allowed them to be saved from because you have allowed God to move in your life. That's what I'm talking about. That's the purpose that I'm talking about. Allowing God to place His purpose in your life so that we may find and help others. That's our great commission, right? So that we can get ourselves right, so that we can help somebody else. Lord, I don't want to be so stingy with the things that you've given me, this gift, this this anointing, this 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 beautiful uh, building, God. I don't want to be stingy with it and, and, and just and have it all to myself, God, but let me be so excited about what you've given me and, and what you've shown me and what you have shared with me that I can take it to somebody else and, and I can show them. Let them know that I've found my purpose and that I can help them find theirs. And, and God, let me be that light. Jeremiah 29 and 11 You can stand. I'm closing. This is my last verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Just want everybody to close their eyes just for a moment. You know, I've been around a lot of people and I've seen a lot of churches and I've seen a lot of things happening and just because you wear a smile doesn't mean that you have it all together. And just because you see somebody with a smile doesn't mean they have it all together. But God, I pray tonight. I pray, God, that you will in the midst of all of our problems, in the midst of all of our struggles, God. It doesn't matter the life we're living now. It doesn't matter the life that we have lived like Rahab. It doesn't matter what we're going through, God, or the things that we've done. And that past may still be nagging at us, and that past may still be pulling at us, or the thing that we said or done last week may be in the back of our mind and really just plugging us so bad. But God, I pray... I pray, God, that no matter our past circumstances or failures or mess-ups, Lord Jesus, that you will allow us to understand that beyond a shadow of a doubt, we still have a purpose. Just because of one mess-up, God, because of one mistake, Lord Jesus, that's not the end of the road. But, God, I'm thankful for your grace. I'm thankful for your mercy. I'm thankful for allowing your plan to be fulfilled in my life. For allowing me to have a purpose just for Dylan. For allowing me to have a purpose just for me, God. You thought about me and you cared about me that much that you created a plan and a purpose just for me. And God, for that I'm thankful. And if you're thankful tonight, if you're thankful for allowing him to to just to just use you and to be able to think about you so much that he has placed a plan and a purpose and an opportunity in your life, why don't you worship him tonight as they begin to sing? Why don't you begin to praise Him as they begin to sing?